right? And so it sounds like not only is there a plan, but it's a well thought out plan. Um, and it's really inspiring because I just, I can see where this is going um, with the development for these kids, uh, the coaching experiences that they're going to get, yeah. um, and ultimately the experiences that us as fans, because when it comes to the girls' hockey, I, I don't do any coaching. I'm, I'm a fan, um, and I, it's going to be really fun to watch over the next couple of years how this program goes from where it is today to a, a new level yeah. um, of on-ice production, but just you know a thought process of how we can get these kids to develop and peak and, and get the most out of the experience. Um, if, if you're listening, if you're not inspired like I am, I don't know if we heard the same thing, but um, it just sounds really cool that there's going to be these opportunities. And I go, I go, the only small stipulation is it's got, we want to be in World on January 27th. Could you play us on 26th? Like, Absolutely. We'll play in the 26th. So it worked out really well. They're very eager. So yes, we are taking a bus. We're going across the U.S. border into Canada. Um, we're going to play in Canada against Fort Francis on Friday the 26th, um, stay overnight in Canada, and then head to War Road for Hockey Day Minnesota And welcome back to the Saber Hockey Show. My name is Yuri Hewson, and here with me again today is my co-host, Calvin Simon. And joining us today is the Shockby Girls Varsity head coach, Jamie Grossman. On today's show, we discuss all things Saber Girls Hockey, including details about the mites all the way to the varsity team. We're excited to talk about the girls' high school leadership group and the captains that were selected from that group, and talk a little bit about Coach Grossman's expectations for this season. If you haven't yet, make sure you give us a follow on whatever platform you're listening on. And also, if you enjoy our show, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you missed our last episode, make sure to go give it a listen as we are bringing you the most up-to-date news on Saber Hockey. Well, I think we'll kick this episode off here by welcoming back Jamie Grossman. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, super excited to be back. Uh, we're a little, a couple days over, two weeks out from the start of our tryout process. So, uh, getting down to crunch time, but uh, super excited for the season and super excited to talk hockey again. Yeah, Jamie, welcome. And for those living under a rock, uh, Jamie Grossman is the girls' uh, varsity head coach. Um, and so this will be his second year upcoming. I just finished his first year. Um, we've, we've done a pod previous, uh, so you can check back on all the details about Jamie and, and his coaching experience and and all the uh, wisdom he has to offer um, as, as a coach. I mean that sincerely, um, but we'll be talking more about the teams and programs today. Yeah, if you're wondering, that episode is episode three. So we're now recording episode eight. So it's been almost five episodes since we had him on last so it's been been quite the journey here so far. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we'll jump into really just talking about a, a youth report. Um, you know, we can start at the mites and, and crawl our way up to the U-12s, which there's some interesting things to talk about throughout that. And then uh, I think we'll cap it off talking about the the high school, you know, team where uh, 
little over uh, a week, week and a half here uh, away from it starting. By the time this episode comes out, I think we'll be about a week away. So um, we are in crunch time, go time. Yep. Uh, Coach Grossman's got a big giant smile on his face thinking about it and talking pre-show, um, you know, uh, fired up and ready to get after it. Yeah, our youth teams have just, most of them have all just wrapped up all their tryouts and uh, getting ready to get rolling. So uh, been on the ice a ton. I, I'm lucky enough to have a daughter that plays some travel hockey this year. So um, been fully inundated in the youth process and uh, just excited about getting the hockey season off. Yeah, let's talk mites. We don't talk a lot of mites, um, but you know we've got a couple of unique details as it relates to the girls program and coaching and whatnot uh, within the mite program. Um, so, Coach Grossman, what would you tell us about the mites? Uh, uh, you know, we know Mitch Benson uh, is you know the mite one or M one coordinator and going to yep. be leading a lot of the stuff going on with the mites. Um, talk to us. Yeah, I think just excited, right? Um, I know we know we have some concerns with our numbers at our 10U potentially the next couple of years, but uh, looking at our might numbers on the girls' side, um, excited about might numbers, excited about the kids that are at that level, um, seeing lots of new faces and some new hockey families, which is always exciting, um, and then just finding ways to keep them around. Um, I think the other thing that we talked a little bit about pre-show, but just that's unique and that we're trying to build is when you talk about building a hockey program, you want to build it from the ground up. And, and so for us, that's at our might level. Um, so having somebody on our staff, on the high school staff in Mitch, who has two daughters that are one in the might program, one working their way into the might program in the next year, um, having, having their presence at that level, having our voice at that level, um, helping these kids, they're learning the basics, but not our hope in the long term of this is that we have, we're able to be visible at every single level of our girls program, right? And that there's different things they're learning at the might level, and then there's different things they're learning at 10, and there's different things they're learning at 12s. And all of that is stuff that they'll be using when they get to us. So kind of having a having a handprint in there and and helping helping our coaches learn what we're teaching our kids and what we want our kids knowing at different ages. Um, and then just having our presence. So these kids, I mean, I think the thing I'm excited about of being part of our youth program is these kids are going to know me and they're going to know our staff when they get to the high school level. So that's just, uh, that adds to their comfort level, that adds to us um, creating uh, an environment that's, that's, supportive of our athletes and our students yeah i think it's so important that the kids you know feel comfortable on um, that they're building those relationships you know and the younger the better right mm -hmm. when they can get familiar with the coaches and and then even just the the principles right it's not that they're going to be learning systems and mites I, I i know enough to know that but i know that there's going to be little principles that will translate you know throughout progressions that they'll be able to learn and build on and have that good foundation um, i know coach benson benson will do a great job yeah. um, with them he's he's a fun guy to see on the ice and interacting with the kids and they'll have a lot of fun in the process of growing and developing um, but then at the at the same time in that process, they'll be getting to know one of the high school coaches. Yep. Um, and that's, that's just really powerful. And I think you said it, it's the relationships piece, right? Um, and it's, it's when you start that relationship, when a kid's five and six years old, and then you, you can build on that relationship over the years, and then you get to know them more as they become an adult and you're a part of that life and that process all the way up. And, and our goal is just, we're, we're working on building quality humans in our program, right? And so if we can have, be at each stage of that and, and watch them learn and grow and help them learn and grow in some way, um, that's our ultimate goal as a program and as a staff is we would just want to be part of helping these kids grow up and, uh, and, and be great people. Amen. Yeah, I think that is going to really help 
the kids as they grow up, but also for you guys evaluating all the time. I mean, you're going to get to know how these kids act, how like their hockey skill, how they grow in different years. I think it's just going to be a really big tool of value for you guys to be able to kind of not necessarily hold their hand, but kind of be in, in presence in that whole and their growth um, as a hockey player. And I think that's going to be really big. Yeah. I, I, you know, for me, it's, it's something I've felt strongly about my whole coaching career. Um, and I think it's it, it just personally speaking, I think it's so much easier to build a relationship with a kid that's six, seven, because you can have these simple little silly comments about and conversations about what's going on in their day and all that. But all of that, you add that on year after year after year, you can build a special relationship. And I, I think I'll go back to, you know, story time with old coach Grossman, but I remember like senior nights, we'd sit there with the girls around senior night and, you know, usually we do some sort of thing afterwards and, and I'll go back and talk to him. Well, yeah, you know, I remember the first time I watched you play and you were eight and I saw you do this. And I'm like, you remember that? And I'm like, well, yeah, that's, that's my job is yep. I'm, I'm part of the process. Right. And I'm part of you. And they're like, I don't remember you being at that stuff. I'm like, you may or you may not, but for me, it's an important step in, in knowing who you are, knowing how to best help you and how to help you grow and, uh, and help, uh, help us make decisions about you and, and put you in the best spots to be successful along the years. So those are some of my favorite stories is when we just have those conversations and the kids are so shocked that I remember something that happened at when they were eight or 10 or 12. And, uh, so it's, for me, that's, those are the fun moments. Yeah, no question. I've, it reminds me, I've got, uh, some pretty good documentation, uh, videos and whatnot from Sabre camps and other things of uh, some of the guys that are now in the high school room uh, when they were just young. So uh, they should be wise to know that I've got all kinds of embarrassing <laughs> stuff um, of them with their squeaky voices, and, you know, and, and them a long time ago before they've matured into the, you know, the young men they're becoming today. So it's, it's cool to have those relationships, watch those kids grow. Um, and it'll be even more for me, uh, you know, on the boys' side because I've got a three-year-old. So, you know, he'll be he'll be four uh, at the start of next year, and um, you know, next season we'll we'll look to roll him into mites, and and I'll be in that world too. Um, you know, running around and getting him going and, and seeing things from that perspective. Yeah. You know, with with one of my own. So right. it's great. The mite program. I'm just really excited about what we've got going on. The numbers that have been growing on the girls' side is really encouraging. And then we've got a a big catalyst, uh, a big firework that's going to go off. You know. With hockey day coming to town yeah. uh, and you know we talk all the time coach about how we can utilize you know this event this experience to, to grow the game right and try and increase the numbers and get more kids and excited about playing the game in this community um, and you know we've got some cool ideas and strategies and we're really excited to implement them yeah, I, I agree 100%. And uh, and and as excited as I am for the season, um, thinking ahead and thinking a year and a half down the road of Hockey Day here, I just um, just it, it amps up that excitement level. And just thinking of what I like, what we're doing. I think we're doing some really great things at the might level. I like the programming we're giving kids. I like that we're making it fun. And I like that you know the number one thing that for me that that is important at that level is the kids have fun that day and they want to come back the next day, right? It shouldn't be a struggle to get them to the rink. So um, we want them learning hockey. We want them learning things that they may or may not use at the high school level if they make it to that level with us. But really, we want them to have make some friends, have some fun, want to come to the rink, enjoy coming to the rink. That's the number one thing going on. And I see a lot of that happening in our MITE program. So um, 
excited about that, excited that our staff can be part of that and their kids are part of it. And as you talk about Calvin, it's, it is unique when your kids are in there because then you get to know, you get a, you build a very close relationship with that group of mm-hmm. kids that are around their age too. So, um, it's, it's, and I haven't had that before. And I, I have that now with a daughter at tens. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting I'll give you the feedback as as we go through year by year, yeah. but just to see how that goes, because there's a part of having those relationships, and then there's going to be a day where we may have to make some difficult decisions, right? Always. And, and I've had that discussion with my daughter already. I know she's nine, but it's like, you have to be way better than anybody else you're competing against, exactly. because otherwise it's going to look like I'm going to play a favorite with you. So you've got to leave no doubt that you, if you want to be on that team, you, you're going to be in a unique situation. You're going to have to really prove your spot. So any, probably any, over a nine-year-old's head and yeah. probably someone should be having the conversation, <laughs> but she gets it on a regular basis. So. Well, and it's any good coach that I've come across. Um, and I, you know, my wife's a coach, her parents were coaches. I've known plenty of people that have, you know, kids involved with the coaching, even uh, where my wife coaches now, uh, college volleyball. Volleyball Concordia in St. Paul, the head coach, Brady Starkey, his daughter is the starting center. Mm-hmm. She's She was national player of the week. She's yep. a stud. But it's to that point, I can't do you any favors. He's got another daughter that's not on the team yep. uh, because he just couldn't do her a favor, right? He had to be so good. Yep. And usually those parent coaches, as my wife would say, because uh, both her mom and dad were her volleyball coaches, they're tough on you almost yes two times as tough as they are anyone else um, because of those reasons, right? I don't want to look like I just gave this to you. I want you to earn it and I want you to really make sure that you, you carve your own path. Yeah, there are some not so proud dad moments from five and six-year-old hockey where I'm like, oh my God, she's five. You need to calm down. You need to take a step away. I think there was even a time, uh, second year of mites, where I, I told my wife, I'm going to take a week away from hockey with her. She needs, to, she needs her own way yep. because it's just... Uh, it's not fair for her to have some of those expectations that I'm mm-hmm. putting on her too. And I want her, I want her to be there because she loves the game, not because uh, drill sergeant dad is in there <laughs> trying to tell her what to do when she's five. So, so we're working through that. That's a work, you know, as, as we ask our kids to, to be vulnerable and, and try things and try new things, uh, I think it's important that we, we, you know, there's mistakes along the way. We're not going to be perfect that whole way. And, uh, and I'm, I'm learning that sometimes the hard way of, you know, and not just with my daughter, but in all coaching, right? We make decisions and we hope for the best. And then we own up to like when we make mistakes and try to make ourselves better. So. Sometimes we learn things because someone warned us or advised us. Um, and then other times we have to learn it our own way. And yeah. I, I have a feeling I'm going to have some, some, some challenges um, <laughs> as a coach uh, with my, my little guy and then my daughter too. When she yep. gets going, you know, if she chooses to play, my little guy's already fully in love with it. He can't get enough of every day we wake up and, you know, we'll talk some hockey a little bit, you know, play some knee hockey or something. But really what he wants to do right now, he's in this kick of, he wants to play narco. He wants to play the song the boys came out to last year. So I've heard this song way more times than I care to. And it is a full on dance party at the house. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, it's all because he's inspired and he's like, this, play the song for the boys, the hockey boys, play the song, play the song, let's play it. And now he knows it's called narco. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's a catchy it. tune. So it yeah. makes sense. And that's well, awesome. Oh, yeah. So, well, cool. Yeah, well, we're excited about what's going on with the mites. Um, and, you know, I think that's all going to be a really great experience. And just over the next couple of years should catapult, you know, like yeah. with what we're talking about with the Hockey Day experience coming and our ability to grow. But this upcoming season, you know, I think Coach Benson is poised to really deliver a great experience. And for those those kiddos involved and those parents involved, um, enjoy and buckle up for a good ride because it, be, it will be fun. And there might be moments where you get a little frustrated Absolutely. Um, with your son or daughter's effort level out there or focus. 
this and <laughs> just remind yourself that uh, they're, they're still learning and there's there's a long path ahead of them. And um, fun is the most important part at that age, right? And that's exactly So we, we don't want to be stealing the fun from them. And I know there was times I've done that. So making sure that we're looking out for them. Absolutely. Well, let's transition to U10s. Yeah. Uh, you have... Uh, we have two teams at the U10 level, an A and a B2. Yep. Uh, those teams are out. Um, and you had mentioned earlier you have a daughter on U10s. Uh, yeah. And so uh, I'm looking at the roster here. It looks like she made the A team. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's going to be a fairly young A team, right? We have, I think we had five returning players on that A team, um, really solid players. Are, and uh, and then a couple that moved up from B1 or B2 last year, Another another couple that were really good. Um, and then, then the bottom part of that roster is a really, really young group. Um, one of them being my daughter who is a first year 10 and, and age wise could still have played mites this year, but she's a greater peer move up. Um, and then that we actually had a tough decision to make. Um, and we talked this through the last couple of years on the girl side and I, I came into the conversation midway. Um, but it was really apparent in our community that we have a lot of pride in Sabre hockey and we have a lot of pride in putting on the Sabre jersey. And and um, and I know in past years, we've had to deal with co-ops because of our numbers on the girls' side. And and we decided it was really important this year as a program that we didn't want to send family somewhere else. We didn't want them wearing other colors or other jerseys. Um, so we did, we did offer to a few of our um, would have been returning might players to try out for 10s. Um, there were a couple of those kids that could have played mites this year also that made the 10A and then a couple that are on the 10B. Um, but the bottom line is we have two teams. I think one has uh, 13 and one has 15 kids. So almost, you know, when you count goalies, I think we have 31 kids at 10s um, to make two teams, um, but it'll be a little bit young. So so knowing that we have kind of a wide range on that age uh, of ages on that A team, um, but I think they're going to be pretty competitive. It starts in net with Emma Benedict, a strong returning goalie, was really good last year. Now that net is 100. She had to share the net last year, and it's 100% hers this year. Um, really looking for a good season from her. Um, and then you have uh, leaders on that team like a Kenzie Cook and a Zoe Menden who mm -hmm. are just phenomenal hockey players, right? And uh, so I, you're going to have kids that can change games in a hurry. Um, and then you have a couple other returning players like an Aria Bundy um, and Reese Moon, um, who are just good veteran players and good veteran presence. And then you mix in a bunch of young kids that are, you know, uh, you know, I, I think my daughter is not overpowering great hockey player, but she, you know, the one thing you get is being a coach's daughter. She's smart. She knows the game, I think more better than a lot of nine, 10 year olds. So she sees the game pretty well. Um, we're working on other avenues and really, you know, our goal and her goal for herself this year is to, to try to put herself in some of that upper echelon of those players as a first year player, but that's a struggle just be, you know, she's just not as, as mature as them. And then we go down the line and we have some, some of our younger girls, the Aubrey Moon and a Jovi Rotman who are just little spitfires, right? Mm -hmm. just go, go, go. And an Addie Menden is in that group. So they have some super skills in there. And then, uh, so I just, I think as a whole, there's, it's, it's a good mix of a team, right? And we've got to get them to come together because it's, they're going to span three to four ages of groups. We have fifth graders and we have third graders on that team. So it's a wide range of ages. So if we can get them to come together as a group, that's going to be a fun little team to watch. So, um, and then my goal for that age group is, so we have a, it's a drop to a B2 team, that second team. Um, but there's a lot of kids that we're counting on 
of returning next year. Our goal has to be to have a 10A team next year. And, and from a number standpoint, that's going to be a challenge. So as someone who's going to be heavily evolved at the 10 level this year with my kid there, um, you know, our, our goal is to try to how, how can we accelerate some of the learning of some of these kids so that we can get them to a level that we can compete as a 10A program next year, right? Yeah. You know, it's be nice just to look at it month by month or day by day. But as a coach, I feel like I'm always looking a year to two to three to four years down the road, right? That's my job. Such is the life. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's the life as it goes. So, so for me, one of my biggest points this year is, you know, really working with that age group, really working to make sure that we can have an in-house experience for those kids next year, that we can have an A experience, especially because we're going to return a good portion of that A team next year. So how do we fill out the rest of that A roster, knowing that we already kind of took some younger kids that had talent and brought them up this year. How do we, how do we get all of our kids on, on par to, to have that experience next year too? So um, that will be one of the challenges, but really looking forward to a, a 10A season and a 10B2 season. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's exciting to think about you, and you've got uh, you know some siblings on this team, right? You said yep. you mentioned two Moons and two Mendens, yep. um, and so that's you know going to be a fun experience for them as they look back right in in the future and, and think about you know the times they spent you know growing up and playing on the same team. That's I, I gotta imagine a cool thing, right? Um, and and just looking at this roster, there's a lot of names that are either familiar because they had brothers play on the boys' side or. Um, you know, just, you know, been around the program and had dad's coach and whatnot. You've got an Adeline Menden, an Aria Bundy. Yeah, forgive me yeah. if I'm not saying any of these names right. Yeah. An Aubrey Moon, a Brinley Anderson. Uh, we, we mentioned Grace Grossman, uh, Gretchen Rasmussen, uh, Jovi Rotman, uh, Julia Shadler. Yep, yep, Julia Shadler, I believe. Uh, Mackenzie Cook, Reese Moon, Samantha Groomish, uh, Shyla Kubish. Uh, Zoe Menden and then uh, Emma Benedict. Yep. So that is the 10A team. Um, and that's, it looks like a s- strong group uh, and, and exciting. Yeah. And a couple of kids I hadn't mentioned that I think are going to be real strong players on that team this year. Julia uh, Shadler, um, big, strong kid, um, really spending the time to learn the game. And I think she's going to, I think as you're going to see a really big jump from her as the season goes on. Gretchen Rasmussen, who was played at the B level last year, but it was her first year of hockey. Um, she did our summer program and uh, like instantly was one of my favorites because she just, she was a good little hockey player. And like when I talked to her and she's like, oh yeah, last year was my first year. I'm like, what? You've only played a year? So she's made some really big strides in a year. Um, so I think it's, I think overall it's going to be a fun group for me to be part of, um, and get to see that side of hockey, you know, outside when the high school time, um, and then just watch this group grow and develop together. Um, so it should be fun as a group. Yeah. And it looks like a good coaching group too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I see your name on there, but head coach Brian Peterson. Yes. Um, and I seen these girls just the other day coming through the rink over there doing some dry land training. Uh, Brian had them dialed in. Um, you know, I even tried to make eye contact with them as I walked in and I don't <laughs> think he even knew I was there. He was focused <laughs> and coaching them up and, and it was great. It was, it was, they were all engaged and, and having fun. And um, so I think he'll do a great job and he's been a staple, you know, for some years he's, now coaching the girls and obviously developed a couple that have played at the high school level, one that's still there now yep. with Cali. Yep. Um, so they'll be in good hands, you know, with, with Coach Peterson. Then you've got Zach Menden as another assistant coach. Uh, Zach's an alumni of Shakopee. Yep. Yep. Um, I, you know, I played with his younger brother, Josh. I watched Zach, uh, you know, a good little skater. Um, so not surprised to hear that his daughters can skate and play. Uh, Mike Moon, uh, another guy that, you know, helps out in the offseason, I know, with our MPH programs and teams. Uh, passionate. The guy's always at the rink, right? Yeah. He's got kids in yep. it and whatnot, but yep. he loves it. Yep. Uh, and then uh, James Shadler. 
Um, so it looks like a good little coaching group. Um, you know, you got five names there that, you know, all, you know, strike me as they know what they're talking about. So these girls will get a good experience. Yeah. So for me, I'll kind of go back to Brian a little bit of number one, right. And when he's on, it's intense and he's there and he's there for the kids, but you know, kind of a side note of he, he's this big guy and he looks intense, but I think at times he's just this big teddy bear mm-hmm. with the girls and the girls absolutely love him. That's great. Um, and I, so I just sent out something to my team cause we're kind of altering how we do our mentoring program a little bit this year. And we're going to do kind of more in line with what you kind of do with the boys of we're going to go to some events as a group and do some team events. Cause last year we kind of tried to assign a couple people to a couple teams and all of that. Um, I just, I didn't like how that works. So I, I we're trying that thing. But another thing I added to it was if somebody wanted more of an experience and wanted to be more considered an assistant coach with a team, they could apply for that. And then we'd try to put a couple kids on some of our teams. Um, And so with that, you know, in the application process for me, it's just saying, what level do you think you belong at? What can you add? And I can't tell you how many times kids say, I would really like going back to 10A because Brian was my coach and I loved having Brian as a coach and I love the experience I have and I want to be part of that again. Um, so that is so, what it's all about. Yeah, and I haven't talked to him about that yet. So I, you know, I, I will at some point. But it's, it's again, it's building those relationships, and and that's something Brian does really, really well, as well as teach the game really well. And so um, to know that these kids remember that four, five, six years down the road and want to go back and be part of that again says about him. And I've had the pleasure just because my kids the same age as Zach and Mike uh, Munamendan that we've been together a lot. Um, great people around the kids, great people, uh, great, great coaches. Um, I agree. It's going to be a fun year, top to bottom. So really excited for it. That is great. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the roster here for the 10 uh, B2 group. Um, I'm a little intimidated to say some of these names, but I'm going <laughs> to give it a shot as I want to, you know, just shout out all the, the kids that made the teams and that are a part of the program. Uh, you have an Alexa Austin Telski. Austin Telski. Austin Telski. There's also an Olivia Austin Telski. A Sylvia Callier, uh, Carly Black, Nora Fearson, Avery Hensley, Lucy Brimehor. Some of these are pretty familiar names. Uh, Zoe Carlson, Jocelyn Holzer. 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 And then uh, Sylvia Caller. Caller. Um, I believe is how you pronounce her. Like, that was up there a ways, but okay. I oh, Callier. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And I knew Sam, so I, yeah. I'm just going fast here. Yep. Uh, let's see. Ellen Woolner. Yep. Uh, Victoria Kerner. Corner. Uh, Corner, I believe. Corner. And Ellen Warner. Uh, Everetta Applin. Evelyn yep. Weatherman. Olivia Delbo. Elizabeth McDermott. Uh, Allison <laughs> uh, Bilk. Belky. I don't know that one. So she's a first year hockey player. So that kid, that kid is brave because she's out there with kids that are, that have played a few years. All of them, I think all of that group has played at least three years. So, um, and boy, she's a trooper out there. So. Allison, I, I couldn't say your last name, but you're now my favorite. Good for you. <laughs> Way to go for it. Uh, rooting for you. And then a Gwendolyn Weisler. Yeah. new. So goalie uh, move in from the East Coast. So, cool. um, yeah. So it, it's, uh, we're excited to see her and she's working, working hard out there. So, yeah. and it's just crazy that it won't be long before these names between these two teams, yeah. right? Will be, you know, not, not household names throughout the state, but at least in, the, yeah. in our community, you know, competing and playing on your team and yeah. sometime soon. So, uh, good luck to both teams. I, should, I suppose you, we should give a little love to. Did you say Elle McDermott too? Did her was her name on there? 
So that's another. She's another yep. first year yeah, player. I can't remember it. if I, I might not, I might have missed it. But. Elizabeth McDermott. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. So I I know her by L. She's played softball as well. Um, great kid. So first year player that is a catcher in softball, phenomenal catcher in softball. Um, is going to split time as a goalie and a skater. Um, wanted to come out and play goalie, and then she likes skating so much. She wanted to try that too. So um, just love the bravery of these kids coming out and trying it, even at an older age. I think it's not too late to ever start. And and what I've seen at least sometimes these kids that pick it up because they're a little bit older and a little bit more mature they understand what's being asked of them a little bit quicker and they can make some pretty quick strides so um, we saw that with uh, Victoria in that group I think she was a first year skater like a year and a half ago and was one of the older ones that might Mm -hmm. and has made I mean made quick work of getting better so um so yeah it's gonna be that's gonna be a fun team as well and uh and be exciting to watch them. Yeah, for sure. And they're coached by uh, Jason Wolner, a uh, former board president, yep. um, and John Fearson, also a former board member. So yes. two guys that, you know, around the rink a lot, know the game. Uh, you know, Jason runs a group of, of guys that skate on, I think it's Wednesday, Wednesday nights. nights. Yep. Um, so not only does he do board work and now he's coaching, <laughs> yep. uh, and he also skates for fun too. So uh, very passionate about hockey. Uh, and John Fearson, you know, he's got a, a son, Alex, uh, been on the high school team the last yep. two years, will be a senior this year. Um, and, you know, got little ones too. So he's, he's running around the ranks and, uh, you know, conquering all things, you know, hockey. So shout out to those guys and good luck to the, the 10 UB team. Yeah. And, and for me too, uh, Elon Olner, I know she took a year off last year from hockey, but it's been great to see her back on the ice again. Another kid that I, I got to know her a little bit as a softball player this spring, and she's a phenomenal softball player. Um, and, and I'm just happy she's back skating cause we love athletes playing hockey and, uh, and she seems to be having fun. So we're always grateful when these kids come back, even if you take a year off or you're new, um, you can always come back and pick it up again. So excited about that. Yeah. And so now moving up another level to the U12s, uh, we have a little unique situation there with the top team, but you have three teams at the U12 level. You have the U12A, B1, and B2, if I'm correct. Correct. Yeah. If for us, you know, I think we've talked about numbers and I think Shakopee has always traditionally been a, at least a, a two-level high-end our two team high end group for their youth program. And sometimes we struggle to get to that. So to have an age group of kids that we have three teams and they're all in house um, for me is super exciting. Not only because these are the group of kids that in the next couple of years are going to be playing for me. um, Some as soon as this year, um, it's, it's a fun group and it's, it's a large group of kids and there is a lot of talent in that group of kids. So it's going, it's been a fun group for me to get to know. And it's, I'm super excited to watch them play this year. Yeah, um, looking at that roster, so uh, we'll start 12A, um, which can include some 13-year-olds, uh, which we'll, we'll talk through here, um, but it is a large roster. So uh, right now you have, and these names look a little bit more forgiving, and apologies again in advance <laughs> uh, if I don't crush it, uh, and Addison Collins, Addison Malone. Uh, Addison Stevens, I'm off. <laughs> wow. I'm doing great so far, right? Yeah. A couple so of Addisons. We'll go back to we'll go back to summer. I think we had five Addisons on the ice. So anytime a kid asks, Hey, what do you know what's that kid's name? I'm like, you're never wrong if you guess Addison first Addison. because we have a <laughs> we have a, a strong group of Addisons coming into the high school age. So. That is fantastic. Um and Elena uh Tozek. Yep. Sweet. Aubrey Smith, uh Ava Simon, uh recognize that last name. Uh, Avery Schuler, Cameron Carlson, uh, Carmen Benedict, yep. Eleanor Esslinger, Faith Huberty, Isabella McNee, uh, Ilya Brigaman, Jalen Miner, uh, Cameron Krizak, Kate Johnshoy, 
Chloe Krizak, Laurel Hughes, Lauren Knudsen, Olivia Tozak, and Sage Siebenaller. Uh, so that is the group, and that is about 20 names. Uh, and this roster, well, as I understand, will whittle down to 15. Yeah. Um, and this is a new thing uh, in which 12A teams can be built to a larger group, and then uh, you know, players will try out for the high school team as well. Um, will all players or just some, or what's the process on that? And then you know, then some of those will get selected, and this roster will be whittled down to 15. Yeah, so part of the process is, is so... Last year it was really late to the late in the planning session, but uh, Minnesota Hockey announced a two-year pilot program where 13-year-olds could play uh, play at the 12 level, um, and that was to help I think help some of the smaller programs that couldn't quite fill the 15A team, and then really had some kids that were caught in between of maybe not good enough to play high school, but. Um, and they didn't have a 15A team, so then what do you do with those kids? So um, so they did a two-year pilot. We weren't able to participate the first year because we had already committed to a co-op with Bloomington, and we didn't want to go back on that because there was just so many things in the works. So by the time it was announced, we just didn't. I, I think I think in in hindsight, so we talk about you know mistakes. I think in hindsight, if we had more time and and could maybe do that decision over, we'd maybe look at doing something in house. But sure. um, but at that at the point in time when when Minnesota Hockey announced it, we just didn't feel like we could break any promises we made. So we went forward with our co op last year. Um, go forward a year, a lot more time to plan. Um, it was pretty clear from the get go. We we did get some parent input and all of that, but uh, pretty clear that this was a good option for us this year of allowing 13 year olds to play 12. The stipulations with it is, is no more than a third of that 12A team could be made up of 13 year olds and any 13s that are playing 12s have to play on the A team. So you can't have a 13 year old playing B or B1 or sure. B2. So, um, so, so with that, there are some moving parts with that. Um, our high school process is open. So the trial process of if families indicate that they want to try out, we do accept eighth graders. Um, usually with seventh graders, uh, it's a meet and confer with families on that. But uh, we will have a seventh grader trying out for our high school program this year. And we'll probably talk a little bit more about that as we get into high school stuff. Um, so in that mix, I think there are 11 kids from that group of 20 that will be at the high school tryouts as well. Um, and then our goal is to get that group at the 13A back to after we make our decisions on rosters and all of that. We've been kind of going back and forth and working with the youth on numbers. There'll be 15 kids on that roster. Um, likely going to have five of them that will be 13-year-olds. So that'll meet meet the criteria of the one-third. Um, and then the rest of those kids will make a high school roster at JV or varsity. Um, so, and luckily, you know, working with Minnesota Hockey, um, just because they won't have started games by the time our tryouts are done. So it's a unique monster because we've talked about it. We wish there was something they could do on the boys' side that would replicate this to make that process between Bantams and high school easier. Um, the nice part for us is just how timing works. This does work out because they haven't had to commit to a roster yet. They haven't played any games yet. You could even push your games back a week or two to make it work for us. Mm -hmm. um, but luckily, we're able to make it work where we can have them compete at our tryouts, make decisions at the end of our tryouts, announce a 12A team, announce our high school team, and then move along. And, and ideally, at the end of the day, what we want to do is try to get kids where, where they're going to improve the most, right? right. That's, our, that's our ultimate goal. So we don't want to be pushed into decisions too soon. We don't want to have to make a decision just because a roster has to be announced. We want to we want to give kids a chance to show us what they're capable of doing and try to get them in a situation where they're going to show the most improvement over the next year and, and be a long-term better player. So, so that's our goal. I think it's really cool. I think it's innovative. I'm glad Minnesota hockey is, you know, taking a, a leap to experiment with this. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like it's just on the surface going to be a really 
good thing for programs trying to figure out how to balance, you know, what's been a challenge yes. uh, for a lot of these kids um, to try and find their, their footing and then to prevent, you know, programs from having to co-op. You know, nobody really wants that, right? It, it's, a, it's an awkward experience at times. Of course, it can be great, yep. but in most situations, you know, we want to play with the kids we're growing up with that we're seeing at school. Yep. Uh, and we don't want to feel displaced. We don't want to wear a different color jersey and feel like, you know, are we even a part of this this year? Are we not? You know, and then we obviously do the things to try and, you know, make them feel included. But it's it just seems like a better option. And I, I hope that it, um, despite any challenges that might occur, um, continues to happen and, and goes forward. And we just work to make it better if there are challenges. Yeah, I, th I think that's well said. I, I'm really excited that we get this opportunity to try it and then kind of go back to the drawing board and see what worked well and what, what we'd like to improve in the future. Um, but I, I do, I agree with you. I think it's so important to start building that community pride, right? I think that's from the time that I played, which was many, 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 many years ago now. But uh, but it, there used to be just like you had your community, you played in your community and that you you grew up just thinking and dreaming of the day that you could play for your community. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not the world we live in anymore. There's so many more different things pulling you different directions. So I feel like at co-op is just one more thing that's pushing people away from making it easier just not to have that pride in your hometown community. So for us to be able to have all Shakopee teams this year and all girls wearing Shakopee sweaters, um, I think that's just, that's just for me as a high school coach, that helps us build just, hey, this is who we are. This is who we want to be. And long-term, we want you to want to have pride in putting on Shockby Sabre gear and be a Sabre now and forever. So, Yeah, I love it. I love it. So with this roster uh, of the, the 12A group, will or do you know or do you anticipate all of those kids trying out for the high school team, only some, um, you know, what does that look like? Is it a family decision? Is it a, if you made this team, you're expected to try out? What is the process there for someone who doesn't know like myself? Yeah, absolutely. So usually, so our commitments is, so we do, we send out information to our families um, starting in August and then in September, and then we do a fall interest meeting and then we ask that kids declare. So since it's not an invite situation, it's more of declaring which eighth graders are wanting to try out because some want to try out for the high school team and some think that that fits what's, what their schedule is or what their intent to play at a higher level is or whichever, whatever reason a family makes that decision, um, eighth graders can try out. Um, and there are some situations where the per high school league rules, seventh graders are allowed to try out too. Yeah. Um, we tend to, with seventh graders, we want to have a conversation with a family. We want to talk through just because anytime you put a kid who's that age into a locker room of, you know, how I phrase the families of grown women, right? We have 17 and 18 year old grown women mm -hmm. in that locker room. So the conversations are, and not, not that I have any worries about our kids or what's happening in our locker room, but a conversation between an 18 year old young woman and a 13 year old girl is they're just different conversations no and they're question. different, different social groups. And then it's, will your kid fit in? Will they have any friends? Can they, you know, we know hockey is important to you, but there's so much more that goes into our season than just the hockey piece of it. Right. Absolutely. So are they going to be happy? And, and what I find across the board is players improve the most where they're happy and where they're energetic and where they're having fun and where they want to come to the rink every day. Well, if they don't like the locker room experience or they don't feel like they have a friend in that locker room, then they're not going to enjoy the experience and they're going to be, they're just not going to get the same, you're not going to get the same commitment level and you're not going to get the same effort and then they're not going to progress the way you want them to progress. So, so there's a lot that goes into when we look at making teams, you know, you would like it to be cut and dry and it's just hockey, but there is a lot more that goes into our decisions than just a hockey piece. So I think there's 11 of the, like I said, 11 of those kids that are trying out for the high school team. Um, and roughly, uh, you know, we'll keep five or six and, and uh, five or six will go back to the 
the youth level, depending on you know how the trial process goes. The nice part is someone who's involved at every level. I've already got to see all those kids try out at the 12 level once. So I got, we've got some evaluations there. Now we're going to throw them into the mix with our high school girls, mm -hmm. see how they perform now when they're with older, more experienced players. Um, and then we'll make some decisions on that. Um, we've kind of talked it through with families of our goal is, you know, in that group, I mean, we're, I'm super excited about our 12s at multiple levels. We think we're going to have, we think we have a 12A group that's can compete with some of the top teams in the state when we throw in some of those 13 year olds. Um, I think, I think just because of the, now we throw those 13 year olds back. And so a couple of kids who potentially could have been 12A players got bumped back to 12B1. Mm. Um, and we, our goaltending at that level, we have three really good goalies at our 12 level um, that I think all had a, had a say that could have potentially been A-type goalies. Um, we think we're going to have two really, really competitive teams uh, at the 12 level. So, and, and so... Um, so as we look at our high school roster, we're going to, you know, as we look at those tryouts, we're going to take the top handful of kids, any kid that we think can play and contribute at a varsity level at some point this year, will make the high school team, regardless of where they start the year, they may start on JV, but if we're looking at them thinking, Hey, there's a potential spot for them down the road or whatever, if we think they can contribute at the high school level, then our, our goal is to have them with us at the high school level. Yeah. Then the next pocket of kids that are graded out as the next best, we want going back to 12A because we think that's going to be one of the better teams in the state. And what better way than to have a group of kids have a chance to play in a state tournament, right? I mean, we think that that group is at that level that they could play in a state tournament at the 12 level. So um, we want to make sure that we're being mindful of that and sending some of those good kids, high caliber players back to and they have a good experience there. Um, and then we'll kind of fill out with our roster with the rest of those. And those kids will mainly be JV players for us um, this year. Uh, and, and that's kind of how the process, how it's set up to go right now. Now, as you know, with the trial process, there's, there's always what you think might happen or who you, where you think certain players are, there's always a surprise or two that comes out at tryouts. So, um, there's always I'm, a surprise. Yep. So I'm just eagerly awaiting to see, Hey, this is what we, we take snap. We call it snapshots, right? We take a snapshot at the end of last season. We do our summer. We take some snapshots there. So we kind of think we have a picture of what's happening. Um, and then we don't see the kids for two and a half months. So, um, so I'm just, I'm I know our kids have been working hard. I know they're excited and I'm just eager to see what we see and when we come to trials here in a couple weeks. You know, you said a lot of really, really inspiring things. Um, one thing my dad would always say to me and, and to our, uh, you know, my siblings and I, if you have a plan, the job is half done. Right. And so it sounds like not only is there a plan, but it's a well thought out plan. Um, and it's really inspiring because I just, I can see where this is going um, with the development for these kids, uh, the coaching experiences that they're going to get, yeah. um, and ultimately the experiences that us as fans, because when it comes to the girls' hockey, I, I don't do any coaching. I'm, I'm a fan, um, and I, it's going to be really fun to watch over the next couple of years how this program goes from where it is today to a, a new level yeah. um, of on-ice production, but just, you know, a thought process of how we can get these kids to develop and peak and, and get the most out of the experience. Um, if, if you're listening, if you're not inspired like I am, I don't know if we heard the same thing, but um, it just sounds really cool that there's going to be these opportunities and, and to even think, yeah, we're going to send some of these kids back because this team is going to be good. It is just, it's high level. Um, you know, it's it's similar to what I think in our, our Bantam group this year, I think our Bantams are going to be good all the way through. And I think our, our Bantam A team has a chance to do what our Bantam A team did a couple of years ago. Um, and so it's, it's just ex exciting to hear that there's going to be an opportunity for this 12A team to have some girls go up and compete at the high school level, but it'll still be really, really good yeah. down at the 12A for the rest of the group. And um, that should be inspiring for all those kids in that group. Like, hey, wherever I get put, it's for a reason. 
for my development so that I can, as soon as it's possible, me to go contribute on that varsity team, it's going to be the right spot. So uh, my, I guess my advice to any of the uh, families uh, on that 12A team or any of the girls you know, that are on that team, uh, give it your best at the high school tryout if you're one of those that are participating in it. But if you, know, you don't make the high school team, uh, you shouldn't look at that as a, a negative thing. You should look at that as, okay, that's great. I, I have an experience under my belt of what this looks like. Um, I obviously have some friends in, that are going into that and, and I'm going to wish them the best. And I'm going to go back down here and I'm going to be a leader and I'm going to develop those skills. I'm going to pour in. I'm going to get better. I'm going to stay in tune with what's going on with the high school team, show up to those games, watch them, of course, talk to my friends, wish them the best, root for them. Uh, And then don't be surprised when a couple of years from now, you're competing alongside them and it's you going out there in the final minute because you got this development opportunity to to play on this 12A team that's going to be really special. It's, It's exciting, man. Yeah, no, I love it. And I think you stated that very well. And I, I just think, you know, tryout time can be so stressful for all of our kids, right? Our boys, our girls, um, it's such a stressful time, but it's just, it's one, you know, understand that even in those processes too, there's mistakes made, right? We've looked back at years and going, oh my gosh, we should have kept this kid or we should have, that. that's part of everything. We, we're getting to make, we have to make a judgment on these kids over a three day span of time or maybe four or five day span of time. And there's never any right or wrong answer. We just try to make the best decision we can with the information we have at that time. But ideally what happens next is going to decide what type of player you're going to be, right? If no matter where you where you end up, there's a chance for you to go and, like you said, pour everything into what you have. And that experience. And if you didn't end up exactly where you thought you should or might have or had the best experience, well, then how do you make the best of what your role is now? And how do I be the number one player on that that spot where I'm being asked? So maybe I'm being asked to go back and be a leader on that, that 12 slash 13A team. How do I pour into that and be the best high level player there and contribute to that so that when my number's called the next year or the year after, I've, I've, I've done everything I could to be ready for the next moment I get. And so that's, that's our ask of the kids is we want to take it all in. We want to try to put you in the best spot possible. We may or may not make mistakes and where that is, but now what are you going to do next? And how are you going to respond? And are you going to give everything you have to the role you have this moment to be the best version of yourself that you want to be in one, two, five years down the road? Yeah. And, and listen, if you're one of the girls that goes from 12A and, and gets selected to play on the high school yeah. team, uh, job's not done. Yeah. Okay. Don't get satisfied there, right? Because those other girls are going to get real inspired and fired up. They might be upset for a day or two, right? And I'd encourage you not to be, but it's natural to have emotions. But if you make the team and you get satisfied, you get comfortable, you take your foot off the gas, those other girls are going to catch right back up to you, pass you right back up. And now you're going to be in their shoes, you know, trying to figure out how you can carve out a role. So wherever you land, you know, we we talk about this all the time. You're shaking his head profusely up and down, right? Like (laughs) wherever you land, make the most of it. Uh, But it's just exciting that you've got some numbers, some depth. uh, And it just really feels like the future of of Shockby hockey, particularly on the girls' side right now, seems really bright. Yeah, in our, in our pre-conversation, you, say, you had a, a phrase that I really like of like when one door closes, another one opens and just have your mind ready for, for whatever door is open for you at that moment so you can make the very most of that that moment in time. Um, and so uh, knowing that they're stressful and and I, I love tryouts too because it helps me understand how girl, how our girls and how our players can handle stress. Yep. That's There's going to be stressful yep. moments, not just in hockey, right? Not just a first high school game, a first playoff game, uh, a, a do or die, like our season's over if we don't perform well in this game. Those are stressful, but you can have stresses in life, right? Job interviews and going to college and all this type of stuff. And so so our job as as 
educators and coaches is just to help you prepare to be able to handle any anything that comes your way and no matter what happens or what comes at you you can you're you're prepared to tackle it and um that's our goal so that's it's knowing they're coming out we want you to give your best effort and then um, make the most of your opportunities after the fact yeah so as we move up to high school uh you had just said that uh you have new captains this year um, I believe you have two new captains. If you want to say their name, then talk a little bit about both of them. Um, how many captains have you guys had in the past? Uh, last year we had four. Um, so it's a, I'll talk a little bit about the process of captains for us. Um, it, I, I think it's unique as someone who's been around the game for a long time and done this for a really long time. Um, I've done it many different ways, and I think the last handful of years I really kind of, I think it's a harder process for the kids and sometimes the families, but I, for me as a coach, it's, I think it's really perfected of just that we're getting the right leaders for our program. Um, so, so it all starts with, um, in part of our player handbook, there is an application process. And so again, our goal is we're, we're learning hockey, but we want to teach life skills. So it looks more like a college application or job application where the kids have to fill out a letter of intent, letting me know they're interested in a leadership group uh, position. Um, we may even do interviews with the coaching staff and ask them some questions about that. And then we select a leadership group. So we have a leadership group of seven players. Um, and then from then, you know, once the season ends and our ca- our captains from last year have moved on, I like to watch our group in the spring and I don't get to see, spend a lot of time there, but then I get to see them in the summer. And I really want to watch like, who are our kids that are ready to step up? Who are the kids in our leadership group meetings that kind of are learning and, and understand that being a leader is more than just having a letter on your jersey and more than just being the best player on the ice. It's about who you are and how you treat other people and how you make the most of your team experience. Um, so I get to watch that from our leadership group standpoint. And then in the summer, I get to see how they interact and how kids respond to them. Uh, and then in the fall, after our summer's over, I send out a little questionnaire to all the kids that potentially could be on our team the next year of just talking about here's what we think a leader is, right? And with a little script about what what it means to be a leader in our program. And then who do you think exemplifies those characteristics? Who do you, who, who makes, picks you up when you come to the rink? And so we kind of go through a questionnaire with them. And then based on those responses, that's how we pick our captains. Um, and this year, I, I couldn't be more excited. And in some years it's, it's weird, right? Because some years, the picture I see of the kids is exactly accurate, right? Some years it's, I get some response, I'm like, well, I didn't see that in that player, but their their peers are seeing this from them. How am I missing that, or what do I need to do to see that? Um, this year, it was the players and the peers of the players saw exactly what our coaching staff saw, and we, so we elected two captains in Brecklin Scadam and Allison Parker. Um, and and the funny part was is just I mean, like when I announced it to them, I think I was more excited than they were. They're like, yeah, okay, let's just let's go, let's play hockey, <laughs> yeah. right? It's, <laughs> it's so it's just again, that's just another thing of me reassuring that it wasn't about putting a letter on their jersey or anything like that it, it was about they they care about their teammates and they care about this team and the team comes before anything else they do and and that and that's shown to me in almost everything they've done and their peers have said that as well um so so yeah we're excited about that and we're excited about our leadership group because we have some other great leaders in that room and even when i announced it sometimes you worry about hey how is the room going to handle that those kids handle it without they're like yep those two are our leaders but we're still we have a role in this and we are important to this group and and we have uh, things to offer to this team as well so um so i i I couldn't be more pleased with our captain announcement and with our leadership group and how they're progressing as well. So, 
It's a it's a really cool uh, and unique way to go about it. Um, I think the captains are both you know highly qualified and will do a great job. Um, they they look the part on the ice uh, in conversations. Yeah. You know we know that they're they're the leaders off the ice too. Um, the leadership group is is a unique piece of it though, and I think that's really exciting. Uh, can we talk about some of those players and um, just you know what their roles look like since they aren't the captain? Is it yeah. any different? Is it essentially the same? You know what what is a leadership group? player's role. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it depends. I mean, so we look at like, so part of our leadership group, the process is just learning like, what does a leader look like? And what, and then with that, once we learn like what a leader looks like, then it's look at our team and what does our team need from our leaders? And then, and then we do like some, some personality inventories. I'm not a huge, I mean, being a psychology guy, I studied that stuff growing up or going to college. Um, I'm not a huge, huge fan of that personality inventory, but it's more of just, I I feel it's a useful tool of, hey, these players do this and this really well. These players do this and this really well. These players do these things really well. How do we mend, A, where is the overlap? Are there things like, and I found like, what we found about our leadership group is we had a lot of kids that were really good about bringing positive energy and and bringing energy to the room and being that positive person. Uh, we were lacking in some areas of being the person to maybe make other helping others be accountable and being kind of that person to say, "Hey, here's what we need." So, so as a group, we just talk about that of okay, so here here's what we all do really really well. Who can add that part to this group? So mm-hmm. with that, we kind of talk about: Are there players in this room? Is this something we divide up? Is this something that we need more input from coaches on, um, or more education? in that. So just making sure that we cover all the aspects of being a leader. Um, and then, uh, so then we do a little bit of just kind of researching them and our team. Um, we're reading a book. Um, and so with that, just kind of, uh, it's called Championship Teammate by uh, John O'Sullivan. Um, phenomenal book. They just did it. So uh, John O'Sullivan and Jerry Lynch, they do a podcast that is one of my favorites um, called The Way of Champions. Um, you know, I, I'm someone who I really, I think, I think if I'm the same coach I was last year, right now, today, then I'm, I, if I'm asking my players to grow and get better every single day, and I'm not expecting the same of myself to grow and get better every day, um, then there's there's a big piece of that puzzle that's missing. Yep. So so for me, that education as a coach and learning from others, and I can truly say, um, I, I first found John O'Sullivan from a different book he did, uh, Every Moment Matters, that I absolutely love. Um, and I think that book has really transformed who I am as a coach over the last two to three years, because it started me on this other path of listening to leaders in other avenues and listening to other ways to do things besides the way that I've always done it. And I feel like for a few years, it was kind of, we did it this way. We had success doing it this way. Let's do it this way again. And let's do it. We had success again. Well, that's why we changed anything. We have success. So um, so I really think that book and then essentially that podcast has helped me change and grow. And I, I think this championship teammate book that they wrote is really written well for kids. It's small, manageable pieces. Um, and we can bring stuff back to the team. And so I think there's a lot of stuff that works. So we're, we're partway through that book now, but there's a lot of things that we're going to take from that and bring back to our team as a group. So, well, I have a championship teammate, uh, written down in my, my notes here and I will, uh, I'll definitely be reading it myself. Uh, and I'm always looking to, to sharpen, right? That's just what yes. you want to do. You want to grow, you, you want to lead from the front, right? We're talking about leadership that starts obviously with the coaching group, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the head coach. And then obviously you want to keep going up. That's the athletic department and it's the school, the principals yes. and all that. But, yep. um, yeah, we got to push ourselves. And so I'm a big fan of, I've kind of now drifted into more of the audio book than, than the sit down and read it. My kids are pretty hard on books. I'm like constantly chasing 
these are not for you. Don't touch yep. this book. Yep. Um, they just had my leadership 101 um, over in their little playroom. I'm like, how did this kid here? <laughs> going on? Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, that's one I'll, I'll definitely take in. And I, I'm, it's just encouraging to hear that those things are going on and that they're getting that because hockey is great and I love the game and there's so much to learn about the X's and O's and the where to be and how to, how to play the game and how to learn and grow. But it's, really a vehicle for so much more when a coach sees it as that. And it's just, yeah. it's refreshing that you, we're very aligned in that. We see it as it's just a vehicle. Um, we'll do some hockey, we'll have a lot of fun with that. But hopefully when this is all done, you know, you walk away with some real applicable skills and you've really developed so you can go off and in concert, obviously with the development of your parents and everybody else that's pouring into that that individual, you can go off and really be, you know, on a path for success and, and ultimately happiness, right? And so yeah. it's just great. Yeah, I, I, I will say kind of an aside, from the girls talk and and I you know I don't we don't get as much time to have like heart to heart talks Calvin uh, like in this way but I think that's one of the things I've truly appreciated about being a, a teammate of yours right of as coaches we talk about being teammates and and driving the Shockby hockey community of I feel we're very aligned and like how we want our athletes to grow and how we want our athletes to develop um I, I've been part I've been fortunate to be part of some really big programs and been around some really good hockey people but I don't know that I've ever had somebody that I've been as aligned with as far as like how we want how we want our program represented, how we want our kids to grow and learn. Um, I just, I feel truly blessed to be in this moment, this time, even conversation and being able to have a venue for conversations like this, because I think all of this just helps us grow our, grow our game and our community. And I just, I, I admire, and I, I think I've learned watching how you've handled some situations, right. And your, your calm and cool demeanor and how you handle kids and how you talk to kids and how you talk to athletes. Um, I, as someone who's been around and, and saw a lot, I just, I've, I've learned a lot just watching you and, uh, and I'm proud to be a teammate of yours as we, we go and try to grow this game here in Shakopee. So thank you for these conversations. I know I feel like it's wrapping up, but I just, I appreciate these conversations. I appreciate what I'm seeing and learning from you and, 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 and seeing the impact you have on student athletes and kids. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. And I want to have that same impact on, on players in our community. So birds of a feather my yeah, man yeah. I, I appreciate that that means it means a lot it really does yeah. um and there's there's obviously challenging days when you, when you do the coaching thing <laughs> yeah. um but i just i continue to every year this is the you know we're getting ramped up for the start it's it's so worth it um but it's especially worth it when you've got other people you know to run with yes um you know and that that can see things how you see it and you can lean on them in the tough times and then you know celebrate together when when things are going well so 100 i appreciate well that all right, high school, we're talking leadership group. I know you wrote down the names there, but I know like for us, part of that leadership group, I just want to kind of call them out. But, uh, but yeah, we, yeah, well, I'll, I'll read them off and then okay. you can talk about them. So we've yep. got, uh, as I understand it, uh, Skylar Gustafson, yep. uh, Callie Peterson, uh, Hannah Grabanowski, Olivia Hare, and Emerson Young. Yes, um, the, they, they wrap up our group and uh, just a good group of individuals, right? And so, so... And part of it is our group started a little bit smaller at the start of the year. And I actually, um, Olivia and Emerson came to me a little bit later and said, you know, I, I hear what's going on. I hear what's happening. Is there a way we can be involved? And I said, absolutely. Here's what I need you to do. You know, here's a, here's a process for it. And we added people later. Um, phenomenal additions to the team. Yeah. Um, you know, we have, I, I feel, I think it's a good mix too. So we have our captains, we have three juniors, a couple other seniors on that group. So a good mix of kids that will, that will bring back some of, some of this leadership group next year. Um, I know like as we've had some of our meetings, last meeting, we were kind of, we were meeting to talk about a book and there was some things going on potentially maybe in the locker room and stuff like that. And, 
Um, and then all of a sudden they just kind of took the conversation and it went for about 20, 25 minutes. And I'm like, hey, can I add something here? And they're like, oh, sorry, we forgot you're here. I'm like, no, that's this is what the process is, right? Mm -hmm. This is your team. I'm just here to help you. And I, I go, I love what I hear. I love what you're doing. I'd like to add maybe this and this point, but you guys are right on track. And so, and then they went back to the team and and kind of and and kind of went about handling the things they wanted to handle. I just said, I'm here for you along the way. But but just kind of seeing the group in action, seeing the conversations that were happening, seeing that everybody in that room was part of the conversation. So it didn't matter if they were a captain or not a captain, they were all there. And even certain people like saying, hey, we're going to have a conversation about this and I'm, I'm going to lead that conversation. Um, to me, that's that's what it's about, right? It's about these kids growing and learning. And 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 I and I followed up with some of the kids afterwards and and, they, and, and the conversations went really well. And, and that's what we talked about, right? Of, hey, not every day is sunshine and rainbows. And there's going to be some really difficult conversations that you have to have at time if you're a leader. But those conversations are going to make you better as a person. They're mm -hmm. going to make you better prepared for something big that happens down the road. This is small stuff. This is a hockey team learning how to play hockey and learning how to get along in the big scheme of life. It's small. It's a small thing. It may seem really big and feel really big right now, but you just learned a skill that you're going to take with you the rest of your life. And so, so proud of, of, of how these young ladies, A, had the conversation, right? A, second, listened to me and my input from there and then took all that stuff and are, and are handling this as a group and, um, and really just impressed with that group of young ladies. So... Yeah, it's uh, again what you're doing is is unique and different, but uh, there's a plan. There's 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 thought process yeah. to it, um, and I just think these girls are as a group. You know, the leadership group and captains, but really the whole team is going to benefit a lot of you know from this work that's being done. You know, behind the seasons, throughout yep. the off season, um, to get prepared for for the roles of being a leader, right? Yeah. Because uh, being a leader isn't just having the letter on you. It isn't just talking to the to the you know the refs before the game. Yep. Um, it's it's actually not all that glamorous yeah. um, for the most part, right? And you're shaking his Absolutely head with not. a smile, right? <laughs> uh, you know, for, for the boys, it's it's a lot of the tough jobs, yes. the, non the un unfun stuff, right? It's, you know, you got to make sure the locker room's taken care of. Um, you've got to make sure that everything gets loaded on the bus. You got to make sure everything, everyone got loaded on the bus. You're going to be the last one on. You're going to make sure you're cleaning up the bus. You're going to be yeah. doing all these, un you know, things nobody wants to do. At the end of the game, they want to go home if we get done with the bus. Yep. I know we got things to do, right? The rest of you guys can go. Why do they to go because well, they're not the leaders yes right we eat last so we got to take care you know take care of all the business and you know it's just i think it's really great that they're getting this opportunity to to develop and harness those skills you know ahead of time so that they can be sharp for the season yeah and, and nobody tells you about those things right there's not there's not like you see the glam you say it best is that you see the glamorous part of a leader right they're the ones on the ice with the letter on their jersey and they, a lot of times they're one of the top players on the team and you think that's what being a captain is but you know and that's one of the things we talk about with our group of when you're the captain, you are the last person you can think about. Your your role is to think about everybody else in that locker room first, and then you can worry about you, right? So you you can't your focus can't be on you fixing your game. It can't be on you. It's got to be on making sure this team is complete, making sure that everybody's a part of what's going on, making sure that everybody feels they have a role. You're you're the coach's eyes and ears in that locker room, right? So not not there to tell people, but to say, hey, did you know that this is going on? Did you know that this player is going through that? And and being helping us understand of hey, when we need to step in and give a player more, or when we need to step back and give a and give a player some space, right? Um, there there's just so many things that go on that they don't even that they have to spend all that time doing that, and then they, somehow in there they've got to find time to 
have friends, get homework done, eat some food at yep. some point, and and then have a life of their own and then work on their own game. And so, and nobody tells you that piece of it. It's it, being a captain is is hard work and it's a job and it's not just for the three months of a hockey season. It's a year round job. Um, so, um, but there are, we have some people that are ready for that. And, yep. and if you're ready for that role and ready for that challenge, it's going to help you down the road. So it's the journey, right? Yeah. It's not the destination, right? Yeah. It's it's the journey, and it's all the things you learn along the way. Uh, the more I've had moments uh, where you know you had to walk through fire, it's not fun, uh, but you come out on the other end, and you're like, you know what? I'm <laughs> I'm a heck of a lot better human today than I was before I had to go through all that, right? And, and the, the challenging days are the toughest, um, but they end up you know, making the juice worth the squeeze at the end of it because yes. you, you grow the most, right? Yep. And so I think that leadership group in particular, in concert with the captains, uh, they're poised to grow a whole lot as human beings because they put themselves you know, in the crosshairs, if you will, to, to go through the tough stuff, so. Good people to start and, and growing every day, right? That's our goal. Love it. Um, you've got some managers. Yeah, you've yes. got a you got a large group of them. You usually do on the girls' side. They've got a lot of them uh, taking care of all the tasks. Um, I see six names, um, all uh, you know, females. That yep. is, did any play? Let's see here. I think four of the six played hockey. I don't okay. know about Paige, but I know four of the six played hockey. Yep. And, and yep, and then I know Allie was in the program yep. last year. Yep. Let's just go through the names, and you sure. can talk about them. So there's an Allie Lewis, yep. Abby Sherlock, uh, a couple of Hillmans, Madison Hillman, Kayla Hillman, uh, Karina Ivanov, yep, and Paige Armstrong. Yeah. So both Abby Sherlock and Karina were with us last year as managers and are returning. So that's for us. That's helpful because that's just a transfer of knowledge, and Big they deal. know kind of what we expect of them. Um, and then. Kayla and Karina have a sister Paige on the team. Um, they're the they're triplets. So Kayla um, Madison or are, oh yeah, did I oh yeah did, oh sorry Kayla and Madison reading yeah. the wrong name there. Sorry, Kayla and Madison have uh, Paige, who's their triplet on the team. Um, so we'll have the whole Hillman family with us. Um, excited about that. And then, as you mentioned, Allie Lewis was with us last year, uh, and uh, and is choosing to be a manager this year. Uh, great kid, gets along great with the the, the ladies, and uh, so it'll be. I think I, as a group, I, I feel real strong about our group of managers. Um, it's, a, it's a caring group. They know the game. Um, we ask a lot of our managers. So it's, a, again, another thankless job. We talk about a captain being a thankless job. A manager's right there with them, right? Of There's a lot of things we ask of them behind the scenes. And they're the, th they're the people that help everything run smoothly and make sure that you know, there, I, the things are set for us on game days that we ask them to do stuff at practice. So things are set for the players on practice days. Um, so we have a really great group of managers this year. Really excited about them. Yeah, I think manager is one of the things that really goes underlooked on a lot of teams, especially when you have really good managers that do a really good job. It just makes everything, I know from a player standpoint, but I'm sure from a coach's standpoint, it just makes everything run a lot smoother. And it can make a big difference to a team when, especially I'm talking as a player, but when your water bottles are filled, you don't have to bring them out and you don't have to worry about taking sticks or you don't have to where and all the stats are always in order. Like all of that stuff just makes it a lot easier and you don't really put too much thought into it in the moment. But when you kind of step back and look at it, like they do a lot for us. And I know we've had in my time, great managers and I know we will continue to, and it's just an underappreciated thing that I think, needs to have a little more appreciation there. Yeah. I, uh, you said that very well. And it's, it's again, they do all those little things. And then I think what I, what we like too about our group 
most years too is they they get along with the girls right and they're there for the kids and they're there for the players um beyond doing the jobs that we ask them to do but just being there for support right when they need support and and being in that locker room and and like again like another captain of they're the ones that come out oh my gosh this is going on or this happened or you know this kid's feeling down right now so again they're just another set of group that help us you know take care of our family right take care of our group take care of our team so um yeah, looking forward to this group of young women this year. I'm sure they'll do a great job. Uh, and like you said, having returners, uh, they'll have some some tracks to run on. And uh, the the new incoming managers will will learn quick. Uh, as long as they're all working hard, I'm sure they will be um, you know well appreciated by the girls and and everything there. So let's jump into a little bit about the team and the upcoming season. You know, on the previous uh, episode where we had you on, we talked a lot of in depth about the returning players and whatnot. But I, I wanted to talk more about the team uh, in terms of, uh, you know, last year we finished uh, fourth in the standings. Okay. Um, Lakeville South uh, finished first, Lakeville North second, Apple Valley third, uh, Rosemont just behind us in fifth. Um, talk about, you know, is do you see it shaking out similar? What are your expectations for this group? Again, your team's not picked. You haven't gone through tryouts, so there's some details to work out. Um, but just in terms of generally where you see the group and how you what you understand about other teams, what they're returning or not returning, will we be in the top five again next year? Do you expect us to climb? Obviously, we always hope that we're going to climb. We want to be number one. I know that. But um, it, what are your expectations? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think, I know, I know last year, I think we probably exceeded what most people thought we were going to do as a group. And then you look at like the players that we lost and, and so we lost a lot of scoring. We lost our leader on our anchor on D, right? We lost our anchor in net. Um, so, so the logical thought is, Hey, this team's going to, I think most teams in our conference are thinking we're going to take a step back. Um, what I see from our kids of how hard they work this summer, uh, the work they're doing in the weight room now, uh, I really expect us to be kind of right in that same spot again this year. Right. I think, uh, I think that that four spot is very reasonable. I think potentially even moving up is, is within, within our reach. If, if things fall the way we hope they can, right. Yes. We, we have some players we're excited about, but we've got to produce some goals, right? Uh, we have some players we're excited about, but we've got to make sure that we know our D zone and keep pucks out of our net. Um, and we're going to have young goalies, no matter how this ends up, most likely, right? Of whoever our goalie is to start the year, uh, they've never started a high school varsity game before. Yep. So it's going to be, no matter who who gets that call first, it's going to be their first varsity game. So, um, so sometimes you can be the most talented kid in the world, but again, we talked about the nerves and the stress before, how are they going to handle those big moments? So, um, so I, I'm, I'm very optimistic about this group just because I see how they work. I see how they care about each other. I see the, the nice mix of veterans that we bring back and some young talent that is ready to go. Um, now, a lot of times it takes, you know, we see that young talent and sometimes it takes a year or two to kind of find the player they're going to be at the high school level. So it, we'll just have to see how some of that progresses. But I, I do, think looking at that three four five spot that's really fair for us uh from a conference standpoint so yeah i think that's exciting and you know i i imagine one of the things i'm eager to see in action is you know how does the goaltending look and shake out right we just know how important that position is and it's going to be new um and it usually you know starts the identity of the team you know if if your goaltender is really strong and really confident uh, the group goes into every contest 
confident, right? Yeah. We have a chance. We can do this. If, you know, she shows up, we're going to play yep. and we're going to compete. And, you know, we only need to get a couple because she's not going to let in a ton. Um, if it's leaky early, which yep. very well could be, right? Obviously, you know, as a fan, I'll be patient because I know what you're mm-hmm. going through and yep. I, I, I appreciate it. Um, but I, it'll be curious to see how how that works out and how that settles in, whatever it ends up being. Because uh, I think it'll be a, a big determination of how, the confidence of the group. Right and how they figure themselves out. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think it's something you know, even way before me. But I think that's something that at least the Shakopee Girls program has been known for is, is high level goaltending. Right mm-hmm. uh, along the way, they've always had good goaltenders. Right, and last year we had a couple of really good goaltenders. And and as I look at the high school group, we have five kids trying out. They are that we have got some good goaltenders in that mix. And then I look at our. 12s and we have good goalies there and I look at our 10s and we have good goalies there so I mean I, I think from from when you look at it the eye test we have good goalies now how, you know how are they going to handle first right how are they going to handle playing at a high school level for the first time and how are they going to handle you know we have some new D that we're really excited about but they're going to be new D so with that comes some mistakes here and there so you know how does all that mesh together and um, for me, I'm excited because that's, that's, that's what it is, right? That's what my job is, is finding ways to all that, all that to fit together and be a seamless kind of step into that next, next, uh, rotation of players. And, um, so I'm, I'm really excited about our potential there. Um, we've got some young kids, uh, you know, as we ended the summer, you know, we had two, we kind of thought we had two kids that really separated themselves from that pack in Brooke Frey and, uh, and, uh, Olivia Tocek. Um, and so now it's what work have they put in since? And I know I, I see them working in the weight room. So now are they ready to handle that once they get there, right? We have a senior, Marissa Eiserman, who who has the ability to be there. So now is, is she the one that's going to be able mm-hmm. to step up, right? So so with that, and then uh, then a couple other kids and Addie Galrup and, uh, and Addie Malone, a couple Addies again, um, both good goaltenders in their own right. So what are they ready to contribute, right? And 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 knowing that um, of Addie Malone or Addie or um, Olivia Tocek, one of them has to be our 13A goalie. So two things of, A, we know they're really good goalies, so we know whoever that 13A team is, they're going to have a great goalie, right? And so now it's a matter of, um, you know, who fits into our mix and then who gets those first shots. And that's, that'll, be, that'll be what the next couple of weeks are about. The depth is there. Yep. There's no question. And then it'll just be getting through those first couple of, you know, big game jitters with, yep. you know, a little bit more people in the crowd and feeling like it's a little bit bigger deal and playing against a little bit, you know, either older or more experienced in terms of varsity hockey players, depending on who gets the the first starting nod and then how they perform. I just, I'm excited to see it. So yeah. it's, and it's encouraging to hear that um, you have an outlook that, you know, the top five is, is an option, yeah. you know, or, or even an expectation this year. Not that I would expect, you know, a big regress with you coaching because you do a great job, but it is tough when you lose a lot of the players, particularly on the goal scoring side. Yeah. You know, we, we we feel similar, right? On the boys' side, it's you know, we we've lost some some big goal scorers. Um, the Simpson thing is is pending. You never know if he's coming yeah. back or not. But right now he's he's there and that's that's what it is. So we've got some big shoes to fill too. And yeah. all, most of our goals have either graduated or departed for uh for the USHL. So we're we're in that same boat, like, hey, we <laughs> want to be a top five team in the conference again yeah. we have tons of talent it's just going to come from different places and yep. so uh right now it's all speculative yeah and sometimes you hope that sometimes that's gonna be a good thing too if other people that more people can pitch in and help out instead of waiting for hey well he'll take care of it he's got this under control right he'll he'll go score his goal so exactly. now it's a team effort so um and i i will say too just going back of you know 
we may get into this later or not, but but where I came from the last couple of years, I for a while there, I was spoiled with some of the best goaltending in the history of hockey. And we went our last couple of years and we just didn't have goaltending. And uh, so for me, when I look at the players we have and the people we have here, I'm really excited about yep. it because I know, I know how hard it is to play a game when your team doesn't have confidence that the player back there is going to stop the puck. Um, it's, it's a different game. And, and we had that for a couple of years, um, prior to me being here. Um, so I, I'm excited because we have kids that are good goalies. So now we just, it's our job to get them there. And I think the one new addition to our coaching staff is we brought back a familiar face in Jamie boots. Um, he's going to come and help our, uh, our goaltenders this year and work with our goalies. So for me, it's, I did a lot of that work last year and I fell on our staff cause we didn't have a goalie coach. And so to get boots back in the program, um, knowing that these kids know him and that he knows them, um, I, I have confidence that he's going to be a big help in us getting our goalies ready for day one. That'll be great. Yeah. So as the season gets started, as we move kind of past tryouts, you'll start to get into your season, your scrimmages. What does your scrimmages look like? I believe you guys are hosting a scrimmage fest here in Shakopee. Yes. Yeah. Really excited about that. Uh, so w this is something that I brought with me from Eden Prairie when I came, but uh, we do, uh, we host a scrimmage fest the very first Saturday. So that's our tryout process is a week long. So it's a long one for the kids. Um, and we kind of divide up, but then we, we do a scrimmage fest that we host here where everybody gets a scrimmage. So all of our kids get a scrimmage in that day. Um, the teams coming are Prior Lake, Lakeville North. So we have a couple conference teams that we know well and, and a good team in Lakeville North and Prior Lake is, I think for us, the more we see them, I, I, I want to get us past that part of uh, that being this, this monster rivalry and just they're a team that, that we know what they bring and, and we're going to play our best against them. Uh, and then Armstrong Cooper is also coming in that day. Um, so we'll have a, a JV game against Prior Lake and then three mix of varsity JV players kind of as we sort through uh, the kind of final roster decisions that day. Um, so we'll play four scrimmages in the day um, and, uh, and then we kind of make our final roster decisions after that. Uh, at the end of the day and let kids to kind of know what, what the plan is. So um, excited for the week of tryouts, really excited to get rolling and see some of these kids. And then, uh, and then that'll be kind of a good cap to the end of that week. So, yeah. And I know you also have uh, a trip this year that'll yeah. be unique. Um, so as I understand, it's, you know, kind of centered around a war road hosting hockey day uh, this upcoming January, 2024. Uh, but you'll actually cross the border and play a game in Canada. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about this trip, this experience, the vision. I, I'm smiling because I think it'll be a memory these girls will remember forever. Uh, but tell us about it. Yeah, it, it just, it kind of came across. So, you know, it, it all started actually, I'll, we'll back up to last year, White Bear Lake. Um, all these years coaching and being around the game, I had never been to a hockey day, right? And Calvin, you and I talked about this of, you know, either we're in the middle of a season and so if we're either we're playing that day and I'm not thinking about hockey day, or if it's somehow a day off, it's a I'm day not, off. It's, I'm not thinking about hockey, <laughs> exactly. right? So, so then as we got hockey day selected and we went to White Bear Lake last year and I'm walking around going, how have I never been to hockey day again? Right. How do I call myself a hockey fan? And I've never, it was the mo one of the most amazing experience of just seeing the, how the layout and see how the day was and see the games and just... Just it was it felt like a celebration of hockey, and I'd never been part of that celebration. So then I got my got me thinking of well, if I've never been part of it, our girls probably have never really been part of that either. Because same thing for them, right? Either we're playing games or we're in games, or they have youth tournaments or youth things going on. They just haven't had a chance to experience that. So I just knowing how 
eye-opening it was for me to be part of that and 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 that I felt like I had been, missed out all these years. I'm like, how do we get our kids this experience, right? How do we how do we find it? So again, it's all about the experiences we create for these kids. So I wanted them to get the hockey day experience before we hosted it because I didn't want it to be that their first experience. So um, started looking for knowing, talking to the War Road folks that they had booked every hotel within 45 miles of War Road. We kind of had to expand our bubble a little bit about who we could and wouldn't play on that time. So, um, and Fort Francis is a team from Canada that came down last year and participated in our early season scrimmage. So um, I knew the coach well. So I reached out to him and said, hey, any chance you'd play a game? He's like, Absolutely. And then he's like, yeah, we'll come down. I'm like, no, 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 we want to come to you. He's like, you want to come to us? I'm like, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I go, I go, the only small stipulation is it's got, we want to be in War Road on January 27th. Could you play us on 26th? He's like, absolutely. We'll play on the 26th. So it worked out really well. They're very eager. So yes, we are taking a bus. We're going across the U.S. border into Canada. Um, we're going to play in Canada against Fort Francis on Friday the 26th. Um, stay overnight in Canada and then head to War Road for Hockey Day Minnesota 2024 um, and just take in the experience. I want our kids to be see that and be part of that. So um, I know our kids are excited. I know I'm excited and we know it's going to be cold. So they're already planning. They're like, do we need extra a trailer on a coach bus to get all of our <laughs> gear in there? And I'm like, we might, knowing how we pack, um, right. knowing uh, we, might, we might need extra room. But uh, but yeah, we're, we're excited. It's going to be a fun trip. It's going to be a fun experience. I'm looking forward to that one. A memory they will never forget. Yes. no question uh, and what a great opportunity for them to get to go up there and not just you know watch hockey day yep. it's a long drive it's you know yep. six plus hours you get to go play a game too yeah. um, so make it meaningful in that regard get the game done and then go take in the experience and, and get some you know mid-season late season team bonding yeah really yep. you know so yeah. i think that will all be really valuable Yes, it will be a kind of a busy week for us. So that's, I think as I, as my thoughts go to that, I, you know, we'll be working with Regan from Training House and just making sure of what are the things we need to do to make sure that we can stay healthy through that too, right? Because we have a Thursday night game into a Friday game into standing out in the cold all day Saturday. So we just want to make sure that we're doing things that we can do best to take care of our kids and make sure we're, he we're healthy for that, uh, that playoff run. But, uh, but boy, just an experience that we'll never get a chance to do something like it again, especially as we enter the final year of most of these kids are gonna be able to play in hockey day mm -hmm. the following year so um I, i'm really excited about that for yeah, us no question i i gotta imagine somebody else listening is is wondering this too so i'll ask it uh, how do they all need passports how do we get them all across the border or what's the process here um i'm, I'm so curious yeah so it's uh we're, we're surprising me too those are questions i asked so the person that came down from fort francis last year i asked him about that because i was you know as we talked this through in the activities office matt's like yeah you can do this but do they need passports how do we get them across what are they in a, so um evidently the team fort francis school the school that they have um they have a deal with the border that uh, as long as we get them a name, a list of our names of the people on the bus, and they have that list in advance, that they'll come on, check the bus, and then we're good to go across the border. So they won't need their passports. Um, they won't need driver's license. They just need a school ID and then just be part of our convoy coming across and on the bus, and they will be able to get across the border. So parents, on the other hand, um, they'll need their real ID or whatever it is that yep. gets them into Canada. So if they're coming to watch that game, they'll need that stuff to get across. But for our players, um, because they're they're eager to get teams up there to play them, they they make it as make it as user friendly and as as they can. So um, so we'll get across. So it's very cool. Yeah. And then for your holiday tournament. In the past, where have you guys been playing? So we'd always been in Eden Prairie. 
um, and and or they had been in Eden Prairie. You know, we had invited them to Eden Prairie for a few years now. So, um, and we played at Eden Prairie last year, and uh, we were not, we did not receive an invite back to Eden Prairie um, for reasons I'm not sure why. Well, you beat Eden Prairie in that game, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, you know, it's uh, four to it, zero. It's, I recall well, two things. I, I will say that was probably the most inspired I saw our kids. I for me, from we went back to that rink, and I, I didn't know what to expect. Right, going back there, a lot of memories. Well, there. well let me set the stage. I'm yeah. sure everybody knows, but you know. E- Prior to coaching at Shakopee, yep. you coached at Eden Prairie for and how long? Eleven years. Eleven years. Yep. So quite a while, um, especially in today's day and age of yes. coaching, right? It's that's that's a good stint, and you have a lot of relationships and people you know there. Um, and now you're going back to that rink. It's in Eden Prairie yeah. uh, with your new team, yep. um, and and we're Shakopee and they're Eden Prairie, and of course yep. they feel like they're better than us, and this should be a game that they mop us up. Uh, not only do they lose, they don't even score a goal. Yeah. Um, okay. So continue. Yeah. So yeah. Well, thanks for setting that up. It's uh, yeah. It's it was one of those things where I, our kids were really motivated. I, I was a little bit nervous because like right before the game, Molly Morrow's throwing up. And I'm like, oh, no. oh, what's going on? I'm like, are you going to be okay? That and she's would like, throw me off. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was it's your goaltender. Yeah, right? yeah. Just Molly, about Molly the starting goalie. Yeah. She had just kind of recently earned that number one role and was playing phenomenal. And I started panicking. Um, and the kids are like, no, 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 she'll be fine. I'm like, Molly, are you okay? Do you need somebody? No, 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 I'll be fine. And then as in mid sense, she goes to grab a garbage can and throws up again. I'm like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is going to be a long day. So, but, um, anyway, going back to the rink, um, I didn't know what to expect and all that. And, and really I just, I didn't enjoy it. Right. It was, it was tough going back there. It was tough. The relationships, it, it just, it felt awkward. I, I hated being on the visitor bench. I just, we wanted, we kind of wanted that experience over, but, um, to the girls credit, they played well the first game we won the first game i think eden prairie kind of set the schedule that they wanted to play in a championship game they lined it up so um they thought i think they felt they could beat whichever team they played that second day and our kids played inspired hockey molly got the shutout played lights out our team was absolutely phenomenal um i think we ran into some kids on their team that were took some really undisciplined penalties one that was you know maybe one of the reasons why i didn't want to be part of that program anymore um and uh, and so they turned into a little bit of an incident at the end of the game where a, a player on their team kicked one of our kids in the head on, on the right in front of our, our bench. And and I kind of, I get a little protective of our kids, right? So I, I kind of I lashed out a little bit, maybe over the line. I mean, not, nothing bad. I just, I just said, called her by name and said, you, you're better than that. You need to stop. And, and evidently that wasn't received very well. And so, um, turned into a minor maybe incident with coaches after the game where I thought their coach was coming over to apologize for their players' actions. Instead, he asked me not to talk to his players and, uh, and I handled that in a smart aleck way, which may not have been the best approach, <laughs> but, um, anyway, long story, a little bit longer. Um, we were not invited back to play in that tournament. It could have been because we beat them. It could have been because I was fairly rude to their coach once he came up to me, um, or they just didn't want to deal with any of the the all of the overspill of that again. So so with that, um Lakeville South uh, starting a tournament, a four team, three game tournament, and we were invited to participate in that. So um we like that because we were able to play a conference game at that tournament and then get add one more non conference game outside of the tournament. Um and then we also get to know the game times and who we play and we play a Wiper Lake and Anoka, some teams that we don't normally get a chance to play. So um so in all I think it worked out really, really well. Um and and we get to leave that building with winning that game four nothing. And, and holding pride high. So um, that's it. That's fantastic. Um, I'm sure that felt good to get that win. Obviously don't want it to be, you know, a messy exchange at the yeah. end in any regard. Um, 
But again, it, this is another story of when one door closes, uh, another yeah. one opens, right? Yeah. And so we'll, we'll, you know, the group will go down to Lakeville South for a different tournament experience uh, and look to have success down there too. Yeah, yeah. And, we're ex- and I think it'll be a good fit for us. And it's, it's we're excited about that tournament opportunity and the teams we're going to play there. So yeah, it'd be great. That's great. Um, I'd like to talk about at least one more thing. Uh, we had mentioned it when we were doing the youth report. Um, I think it's I think it's a bit of a story. Obviously, there's some things that got to play out, but uh, there's a seventh grader trying out. Um, per Minnesota State High School League rules, uh, seventh through twelfth graders are eligible to participate uh, in high school, you know, san- sanctioned events uh, and sporting events. So uh, fully within eligibility. You know, we've uh, on the boys' side, you know, had a couple of eighth graders a few years ago uh, participate, and that you know, obviously got everybody's attention. Um, we don't make a habit of that. It was a unique experience and. In, in time frame in the process of building our group. Um, it's not particularly uncommon for an eighth grader uh, to play, you know, girls hockey, uh, but seventh grade is is not common. That is yeah. that is a big jump. Um, so Carmen Benedict is the seventh grader that will be trying out. Um, I've been hearing this name since I, even before <laughs> I started coaching here, uh, about how good she was as a little, you know, ice skater. Um, and here she is now going to get, you know, a process opportunity to try out. Um, I'm anticipating she's going to make it because I know she's really good at hockey and really smart uh, when she plays. Um, and she'll probably even find a way into, you know, sneaking in and, and playing some varsity hockey and maybe even being a big contributor. It just depends on how she performs. Yeah. What can you say about Carmen, your time with her? Um, we had talked pre-show, you know, you said you, you'd seen her when she was younger because you had heard yeah. her name too. Yeah. Um, just tell us what you you know about her and what people can expect from her. Yeah, well, so prior to my being the Shakopee coach and coaching Indian Prairie, it's, it's a name I'd heard a lot, right? And, and people in this town had talked about like just how good she was. And we had talked about it. I went and watched a 10A game when I was at, I think they were actually probably potentially even playing Indian Prairie at the time. Um, and and to my surprise, of, I was expecting to see this dynamite standout player that she's going to be way better than everybody else on the ice. And as I'm watching Shakopee, I had to get a roster because when I was watching that team, I saw five or six really good kids. I'm like, well, is that her? Is that her? Is that her? And they just a bunch of kids that played really well, well together. So I think one thing it speaks to our group of kids coming up, we have some really good talent that's going to be coming into our program in the mm-hmm. next few years and some kids that really work really well together. Um, and then when I got the roster and then I started watching her game a little bit more closely, she's not like the the physical, you know, the the kid like when you have like a Blake Wheeler who played as a young kid, just a physical specimen at that age. Yeah, he's right? a young boy, but looks like a man. Yeah, yeah. looks like yeah. a man, right? Is she wasn't she's not a she's a kid that's a little bit on the smaller side, but then also when you watch her play, the way she understands the game, the way she sees the game, the way she creates spaces for other people, the way she, you know, I think I think sometimes too you get these talented players that they're really really good with a puck on their stick, but the minute they don't have the puck, they're lost or they don't know how to get that puck back or they don't know the spots to get to that they can be they can be productive you know i talk a lot with our kids about like first touch what are you going to do when you first touch that puck right are you in a spot where you're going to do something good or are you in a spot where you need a lot of things to go your way to to either maintain possession of that puck or something good's going to happen for our team right um so when you watch carmen she's the type of kid that she can produce when the puck's on her stick she's also really good with the first touch of the puck meaning when she gets open she knows the right spot too so when she gets a back she's ready to make a play or and, it, and something good's likely going to happen for us next when she touches that puck. Um, 
watching this summer. So, you know, part of this process is so very, like you said, very common for eighth graders. And we have a lot of eighth graders trying out. We anticipate that there's going to be some eighth and ninth graders that make our varsity roster this year because we have some talented kids coming in. Um, now, again, how will they do at tryouts? How will they do when we start playing more physical teams and we pare down that roster to 15 to 20? Will they still be those players? Um, but part of the process for a seventh grader is, is first we invite them to our summer camp, you know, see how they match up and play against high school players there. Then it's a conversation with families just because it's, you know, it's, it's more than the hockey piece. It's, mm -hmm. will they have friends in the locker room? Will they fit in, in the locker room? Right. Um, no matter how good your high school team is, there is a very different different conversations, different friendship groups when you're 18 as when you're 12, 13, 14, right? So so we just want to make sure that, it, and then the other part is like, our schedule is way more advanced than a youth schedule, right? Yes, we get the good times right after school, but we're you're at hockey from roughly three o'clock until 6.30. Most days, some days if we're doing film or other stuff, it's later. And now that's Monday through Saturday that you're with us for mm -hmm. three to four hours a day, not just three, four, five days a week, potentially where you're there for an hour, hour and a half. It's, it's three and a half days. So from an academic standpoint, are they ready for it? From a physical and mental aspect, are they ready for it? From a friendship group, are they ready for it? Are they ready to leave all their friends behind and try to make new friends up with people that just they may not have as as much in common with and may not be doing the same things on weekends so it's just there's a whole lot that goes into that so um as we went through the process and saw her on the ice um you know we saw her on the ice this summer and, and she was was very quickly one of our top forwards just with the puck without the puck um could handle the physical contact could handle the speed of the game um uh, so I just, you know, from what we saw this summer, we really were encouraged with her. So we thought it was, she needed to be at tryouts. So, mm -hmm. um, now that next step for her is to go through that trial process, show those same things you did this summer, that you can be a factor, that you can be, can, can get in the mix. You know, again, another thing is, is we've all heard the name, we all know the name and she's been a dynamic player. So now the next step in that process is not only can she make that team, but then can we get her regular shifts with us? Because mm -hmm. if we can't get her regular shifts with us, is she better served to go back and be a dominant 12 player on what we talked about is going to be a really good 12 team and she could be potentially the best player on that team. And so is there something valuable in that role for her that she's going to be a better player in two, three years for us by having that experience as opposed to, you know, having to work and fight for every shift she gets at the high school level. And maybe she's a, maybe some games she's a top six forward, maybe some games she's third, fourth line. You know, it's, it's just a, depending on how, how, you know, it just, we don't know we think we know, but every year we we take kids that are seventh and eighth graders. We just don't know how quickly they're going to adapt to the pressures of the high school game and the physicality. So, um, so those are the, that's what's next for her. Of we know she's dynamic. We know at some point she's going to be a game changing player for our high school program. Now the next decision is: Will that be this year? Will that be down the road some point? So, yeah, yeah um, but excited nonetheless about yeah, her and her group of peers coming up no question and it goes back to if you if you have a plan the job's half done right and yeah. so you've got it thought out on like hey if we're gonna do this it's gonna be because we see meaningful minutes for you and yep. we want to continue on the development and we, we think this will be a great fit granted if she's shown up to the tryout her and and parents family they've made yep. a decision we're ready for this yep so if we're showing up we expect you know if you if you're ready for me take me because yes. i'm ready to be here yep. um and so yeah if she's uh if she's selected i i think she'll be 
a, a big contributor in some sort of some sort of way as the season yeah. goes on, um, and obviously a bright future ahead for her and that group that's coming up with them. Yeah. Uh, it's it's cool. It's fun to see. This is a name that I've been I've been curious about. You know, as a you know Shakopee guy, I've yep. you know lived my whole life here with the exception of college and a little bit after that, and then made my way back. And my family's been here for you know quite a while. Um, you know the the big fear we've always had with our, our top athletes is, are they going to stick around? Yeah. Right. So just yeah. the fact that we're talking about her sticking around, uh, much like we're seeing on the boys side, people are sticking around. Um, it's really exciting that, you know, she's, she's here and, and potentially ready to make the jump this year. So I'll be, I'll be watching and curious to see how things shake out there. Yeah. And I think that's something you and I have had conversations about of, uh, you know, how do we make this a hockey community where our hockey families want to stay around and play here? Um, and I, I know that for me, that's our biggest goal. And I think step one of that is relationships and being involved at the youth level. Right. And then the second part of that is making it, making the high school experience something that we know that we're going to develop them to be the player that they potentially can be and reach the goals that they want to go. And I know Carmen has w goals for herself way beyond playing Sabre high school hockey. Right. So, so now the, our, our, goal is, is how do we help her on that path and get her to be the player that she thinks she can be and know someday she will be. So, um, that's our goal is get her, get her, put her in the best situation. So she's ready to be that player and, and can represent Shakby as she goes on beyond the things she does here. I so. trust she's in great hands with you and your staff and, uh, whatever decision you guys make, I'm sure it'll be the right one and the best thing for her for this that's upcoming right. season. All right. We just want to thank you for coming on the show for the second time. I'm sure there'll be a few more, many more times, many that, more, many yeah. more uh, times that you'll be on here. So we just want to thank you for coming on, kind of giving us a preview of kind of what the girls' side looks like as we try to cover as much as we can. But we're we're a little more in tune with the boys' side, so it's always nice to get a, another side um, and show kind of more light on the girls' program, as because we we absolutely need it. Well, it is the saber hockey show. We made sure it was, it yes. was, you know, genderless and it's, you know, we want to talk about all things hockey. We started this, you know, whole show uh, in the off season of hockey. So, you know, a lot of it, you're drawing up things that you're trying to figure out things to talk about and make that are relevant that people actually care to know about. We're coming into the season now. There's gonna be a lot to talk about. Um, and so, of course, we're gonna be busy. This is another thing to add onto our plate to get yep. some communications out. We talked pre-show I'm not a big newsletter guy. I don't want to sit and type an email and send it out to everyone. Um, plus, I get nervous when I hit send. Who did I forget? Who who didn't get added onto that? Who missed this? You know, and now I just upset them and they think I did it intentionally. Whatever it is, um, but this is a great way for us to communicate with people on just some behind the scenes or thoughts and uh, things going on within the program itself of Shakopee hockey, uh, boys, girls, high school and youth. And so, yeah, there'll be uh, many more opportunities for, for you uh, to be on and for us to talk, you know, exciting things happening with the girls program. I, for me, I just appreciate the platform. I appreciate the work you guys do and putting this together and getting it out to the families. I think this helps families. We talked about too. I do a newsletter, but writing's not my is not my forte for say. That's so my I'm, other concern. I, right? yeah, I'm, like, I'm sending stuff out. I'm like, did I even say? Are parents going to get what I'm meaning? And and anybody who's listened to the two podcasts I've been on, I can talk. So it's a, <laughs> my background is speech and psychology, and so I, uh, I I feel like I can articulate things a lot better with a spoken word. So I just I really appreciate the platform. I really appreciate you guys uh, showing some interest in the girls' game and and talking about our players. So again, just another thing to make them proud of the community they're in and the work that they're doing and the people that they're becoming. Um, this is a, this is a great avenue to talk about our girls and talk about all the great things they're doing. So thank you for having me and thank you for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And good luck to the, the girls team coach. Good luck to you. Right, thank you. Um, of course, we'll, we'll be here and uh, cheering them on. So, all right.
We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we want to thank you for making it all the way to the end. Hit that follow button to save our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast and want to show your support, we encourage you to leave us a five-star rating. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you at the rink.